You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Space Cadet Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. (laughs) Oh, here we are again, back in the nerd cave, surviving this fucked up year we're calling 2020. (laughs) And, yeah, we're getting out. We're still smoking cigars. Fuck social distancing, even though, like, everything's closed, so... Really, we only go to two places. I mean, technically, we're practicing social distancing right now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we go to the cigar shop, we go to the gun store, and we go home. That's, like I said, about <laughs> about the only places we get to go, but Wait, those are the important places. How? Yeah, I was about to say, how is that any different than, you know, pre-guidelines? Outside of, you know, sometimes we had a bit more news to talk about. Less Mexican food. That's that's been the problem with the. <laughs> but my local Mexican places have finally reopened, so that's that's at least uh, getting better. I've had my West Coast burrito, so it's it's getting better. So what are we uh, sticking of being stuck in the cube? Uh, what are we smoking this week? Well, this week we have got the Syndicato Cubico cigar. This is going to sport a Nicaraguan binder with a mix of Nicaraguan and Dominican fillers and a Ecuadorian Cubano wrapper. Yep, it's uh, you know, Syndicato makes makes some decent cigar. I mean, they have like I mean, one of the things about Syndicato is you know they they have some you know flavor bomb cigars. You know, yeah. like. Uh, they're not over the top as far as strength, but just, you know, pack full of flavor, you know, for some of the varieties that I've had. And this, and some of it's like, you don't even realize they're syndicato until you smoke, you know, because they, you know, usually whatever the Vitola of the cigar is like front and center on the, uh, the label. And then you're like, oh, there's a little syndicato label, you know, symbol on the back of this. Like, there's like so many things I've smoked that I didn't realize were syndicato until I, you know, delved deeper. Yeah, it's more like they brand the cigar more than they do the, you know, overall syndicato name. And one of the reasons why it's called the Cubico is it's a box press, and if you get one of the, uh, like, the the dress boxes, it's actually a cube instead of your traditional, you know, cigar-style box. Oh, interesting. So if you want a big black cube to to put on your desk, uh, find you some, some Cubicos. And with that, we're also talking about this week, uh, since yeah, I said my name was Space Cadet uh, Smoking Joe, we're talking about the new Netflix series from the creators of The Office, Space Force, which also may be a little square. We don't know. <laughs> I, or, or maybe flat. I don't know. Yeah. But if you're going to need extra energy to make that launch to uh, to get boots on the moon... Call on the Strike Force, strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code Cigar Nerds for 20% off your order. They ship everywhere except space. Right now you can't get it in space, but I'm sure we know a guy. We we, we can, you know, you might you might have to make a few extra, you know, extra things to get them delivered to uh to space, but I'm sure, yeah, you know, makes phone calls. You can find a guy. 
Call Yuri. Yuri's good with, uh, you know, smuggling shit. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Give some to the space monkey. He'll, uh, he'll get it to your... Uh-uh, <laughs> get he'll eat your dog. Uh, and with that, we'll be ready to blast off. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take it. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Jamaica, I'm the Florida Keys. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you wanna go to get away from it. And welcome back, spacemen and space women. Is it time for blast off? Three, two, one, blast off. Yes. So, uh, in this time of us being kind of starved for new content, yeah, there fuck was a, Tony. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was a release on Netflix uh, by, uh, and I believe we we've kind of mentioned this. You know, it's been something that's been in production for a while i mean pretty much ever since the president announced the formation of space force uh which most people still has no idea what that actually <laughs> entails in real life uh the creators of I think the now office we do. steve carell and greg daniels uh have released a comedy maybe <laughs> uh, called space force on netflix yeah i mean I- you got to think about The Office, dude. Like, you weren't gonna top that, <laughs> and I I think trying to sort of use that same model, but you know, like as a as a comedy, like Space Force just didn't do it for me. Like, maybe, granted, I only watched every episode once. <laughs> You know, but, I mean, I can remember, like, watching Napoleon Dynamite, right? First time I watched it, I was like, meh. You know? Then I watched it, like, 33 more times, and I think it dumbed me down enough that I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's funny now. Um, I don't think I could watch Space Force 33 times, though. Yeah, it's... Like, there was there was a mark, and it just never got there. Like, I, I, I kept, like... You mean General Mark Naird? <laughs> Maybe, I mean, but, like, for me, I guess in my head it's like, no, this is reality, because this is very much how I view government in real life. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, there's a bunch of stupid people in charge? I'm pretty sure that's just your regular government operation. It's like, we're kind of, we're kind of, you know, giving it shit right off the bat, but there are good some good moments about it and we'll as we delve deeper but yeah it was one of those that like oh it's steve carell steve carell's normally like freaking hilarious yeah i'm 40 year old virgin is probably one of my favorite uh like comedies back before you know comedy kind of died but he's also been doing a lot of 
serious movies lately. So it's like him trying to go back to comedy. I almost like, did he forget how to be funny? <laughs> well, I don't know that it's necessarily him forgetting to be funny more so than just, you know, I guess the direction they were trying to take the show. But to me, it, it, it felt, it felt too much like a, a reality sitcom than what it did as like the office type humor. And I don't know, you know, maybe it's because I've worked in office environments. I've never worked for NASA or Space (laughs) Force, so maybe I just don't understand. I mean, I I was never really a huge fan of The Office, but that kind of that dry, like, wit of this is comedy, but we're going to play it like we're we're serious, just never really appealed to me. But... And like I said, after the first couple of episodes, I'm like, it's it's entertaining. It I don't know if I hate it yet or not. I'm like, it's funny, but it's not say on the level of like The Ranch or some of the other like comedy shows I've watched on Netflix. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's funny, but it's not like this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it, it, it never kind of crossed that threshold. Or I'm like, all right, it's entertaining enough, but it's not like the greatest like thing ever and you know it- i mean it's not one that if you watched it in like a group of in a group setting i could not see like everybody in unison laughing out loud like you would think about in you know other comedies yeah because it was like and i think too it got hyped like oh steve carell's coming back to like comedy this is going to be awesome and then it kind of came out and you're like yeah i mean it's it's all right it's worth it's 10 episodes or 30 minutes or less i mean i burned through it in like two days just because you know we're podcasting so you know i was like and i had nothing else to do but i'm like eh, it's it's entertaining but i can't say it's like the best thing he's ever done which is surprising because the cast in this is like insane you got steve carell i mean freaking his uh like the head of the scientists at the Space Force is John Malkovich. <laughs> and you got, uh, oh, what's her name, uh, from Friends that plays his his wife. Ben Schwartz, who's who's also uh, usually pretty funny as, like, you know, fuck Tony. Because uh, na- nowadays, in the days of social media, you have to have a social media manager even at freaking Netflix, or uh, Netflix, at Space Force. <laughs> and he... He's one of those, like, ridiculous, like, you picture, like, the meme guys on Instagram. You know, he's, like, you know, this high-powered uh, PR guy, but his name is Fuck Tony. Because... <laughs> but, yeah, it just, like, just, like, just, you know, like I said, it, it has a great cast. So, it's, like, eh, why is it, you know, not, <laughs> not great? Lisa Kudrow, that's who I was trying to think of that plays uh, uh, Maggie Naird, uh, General Naird's wife. Yeah, and then I... I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, like, just make this episode a shit fest, but, I mean, the, the other thing is, like, also... Okay, Mark's wife is in prison. Why the fuck is she in prison? <laughs> 
Like, we're going to start to tell you, but then say, oh, no, that's not important, and move right along. Like, there were some serious fucking plot holes. Yeah, I was saying, it was like, it was, like, I don't know who, I said, as far as, like, the writing of it goes, yeah, there was some, some, like, just bad storytelling at times, which, like I said, like, he alluded to. I mean, I'm pretty sure that was done intentionally. Yeah, the creator of the show has said, like, uh... No, you know, you didn't miss anything. I, I did not tell you why she's in, in jail. Maybe we'll tell you that next season. <laughs> but it's literally like there's but a time jump. But she's out of jail, so what does it matter? Yeah. Like the... Oh, uh, uh, wait. Spoiler. Yeah, the show starts with with uh, Steve Carell, General Naird, getting promoted to a four-star general, and then finding out that he is... Because he thought he was taking over the Air Force, because he was like the number two guy at the Air Force, and goes to his first Joint Chief of Staff meeting. That's where the the head generals of all the military branches have their meetings with the Secretary of Defense. And I, like, oh mean, no, that's where they compare dick sizes. Yeah, he's like, oh no, the president has decided to create a new branch to protect our internet security in space. Uh, so you're now the head of Space Force, and then from there it jumps like to a year in of him doing the job and they've got their base set up and all that stuff. And then he like goes to see his wife in prison and she's like, Oh, I'm going to be in here for like a really long time. I think later on she even says like 40 to 60 years, but never once says what she did (laughs) to get sent to prison. It's like, it's like, all right, this thing that, and there's a, another side story where like when you first meet his, uh, he leaves his daughter to be, babysat by uh you know his his personal pilot or whatever and these guys they dropped the nickname scraps yeah they keep making for like hey look it's scraps and uh finally like you know the captain punishes the you know makes the uh two guys like run around the base a bunch of times like as punishment and she's finally like well i got the nicknames and she's like oh no it's not important i don't care i just wanted like you know those guys were being assholes wanted to take care of that so Never, never like mentioned this the story of how she got to become scraps. It's never talked about again or ever explained in any way. <laughs> it's like just from a storytelling aspect, if you plant a seed, normally you got to like pay that off at some point. It's like, nope, here's this thing. I'm not gonna explain it. It just is. And like I, fe- you know, I figure like even like the finale where they may have like wrapped up some of those. No, it's there's we don't know why she's in prison. She's just in prison. <laughs> or maybe she's not. Yeah, because she's... <laughs> yeah. It, it kind of, to me, felt like... I, Saturday Night Live skit. Like, I've, there's a lot of, like... Not really, a like, a cohesiveness to all ten episodes. No, I mean, you can definitely... Like, I, I would say maybe, like... Certain events would yeah, maybe, maybe carry one from you know episode to episode, but by and large, you could watch each one as its own thing. Yeah, like the oh, first... you want to watch them, you know, fucking play, you know, um, army men. Then you know, watch episode five if you want to watch. You know, hey, I want to see animals in outer space. Great, watch episode three. <laughs> like <laughs> you could, yeah, because like like the first two episodes are kind of go together but yeah the rest of them can definitely be almost standalone adventures because they're just not there's not like a overall cohesiveness to <laughs> to this so what do you think i mean 30 minutes sometimes felt long 
Like some of the some of the I'm like, could we not have done that in fifteen? <laughs> like, did I need a full thirty? Like, um, but if they were the more traditional hour long episodes, where maybe they expanded on some of that, would it have been better hmm. than you know, hey, we're just going to purposely omit some of this stuff and keep everything at 30 minutes an episode like would it made it more enjoyable if some of the holes were filled hmm yeah it could it's kind of like a double-edged sword i mean you could have expanded upon it but then again if you're not you're building this as a comedy and if there's not a lot of hour-long show with without any kind of comedic value then it's just like all right this is boring i don't want to that that whatever joke per minute ratio is like too low to support like an hour long thing you definitely have to like but i mean as a comedy like maybe maybe it's just a my fucked up head but like i stated earlier like as a comedy this sucks I don't know. There's some like, funny I, I shit. Mean, but well, not I mean, okay, but the funny, funny shit. The funny shit was 15 seconds out of every 30 minute episode. <laughs> yeah. It's like. Like, to me, this is exactly how government operates in real life, and it is <laughs> too much of a fucking reality drama than a comedy. But I gotta say that they did a good job of not kind of going after one side or the other. Whereas they never directly, there's jokes about the president, but at this point making fun of the president has just become hacky because like everybody does it. So like they never specifically mention the president by name. And there's a few times where there's like some funny shit, like, you know, he finally gets a, uh, a conjugal visit with his wife and goes to like, but an Indian rocket gets launched and it looks like they're using some of the technology that was developed at space Force, So they assume there's a spy. So he goes to like, you know, get his conjugal visit. And they're like, Oh no, your wife's not available today. Uh, we got a call from the white house saying your, your visits canceled. Check your phone. And there's a text that says sex is for winners. <laughs> <laughs> but then you get that episode where he has to, uh, deal with, uh, well, I mean, they show up in episode one and then again, and, uh, later on when he has to go to his first like budgetary meeting, the the oh yeah for the congressional budget yeah the the congressional people they they got their version of AOC and they're kind of like their version of uh Nancy Pelosi who are all just as stupid as you you think they are like I'm like all right so you're making fun of the president and like the republican side but then you got the the dumbass you know democrats so like they kind of like fucked with everybody in government equally. And then you had the one like old white senator that's like, Earth is flat, right? <laughs> He's like, no, sir, Earth is, is not flat. But yeah, it, it, it's flat. I, I get what you say in general. <laughs> but I mean... It's like, you know, everyone got like a little bit of a fuck you. Which I, I'm like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm good with it too. But I, I, I guess for me, like, I'm so sick of fucking politics that political satire is just not not even funny anymore. Like, I guess. I don't, I don't know. And then, you know, like, I guess for me, not knowing anything about the series going into it, like, you know, could we have 
comedy in space versus all the procedural shit leading up to going to space. <laughs> like, that, uh, I don't know. You're, you're just offended because they kept saying, uh, fuck you, Brad. <laughs> no, I was perfectly okay with that. I was like, fuck that guy, too. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, General Naird has his, uh, you know, one star general that's like his personal assistant, uh, <laughs> and he's like the bumbling how, idiot. Like... And he's always like, damn it, Brad. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much how we run this podcast. Maybe that was the other thing, too. It was a little too literal. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, pretty much after every episode, it's, fuck you, Brad. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, I deserve I, that. And I did like, because the whole time you're like, this guy's, he's basically Barney Fife. I mean, he's like the idiot of the group. Like, the one time he leaves him in charge, he comes back and everybody's dressed like they're, you know, at a freaking Battlestar Galactica cosplay or something. Because <laughs> the... The uh, first lady wants to design the Space Force uniform and sends all kind of like crazy Star Wars it's shit. Like this to thing him. has thirty buttons. <laughs> and he just walks in. He's like so tired because he's been gone for a week in this like moon simulation thing. He's like, it's, and he's like try to like make sure no one. He doesn't. He finds like you're gonna have all this like wrapped up by tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll get I'll get rid of these uniforms. <laughs> and here was my problem going back to you know the the moon simulation thing. All those fucking potatoes and no vodka. Somebody should have built a still. Like, and I mean, they even had a a, a Russian on base, and nobody's making vodka. Come on, <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was like very much reminded me of uh, the movie that we've we've half seen five times. Or oh, how many times we watched the fucking Martian at the cigar shop? It's one of those movies that was like always on for a while. I'm like, yep, it's a potato joke. <laughs> I've seen this one before. And then you got the the weird... Uh, I now understand the reference material. <laughs> you got the weird... Uh, uh, they're like, well, for psychological reasons, we want to put an artist in there to see if he can, you know, you know add some some uh, you know psychological relief. And a guy, like, his whole art is like, I make dicks out of sand. <laughs> I feel like Superbad already did that. <laughs> yeah. Oh... Uh. And then you find out later that he's uh, dating uh, John Malkovich's character. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. They had like there was moments where it kind of reminded me a little bit of remember Eureka, vaguely, where it was like the main character was the sheriff and he's surrounded by all these geniuses that think he's a fucking idiot because he's not like a PhD, but then his kind of common sense approach turns out to be smarter than like the scientist guys. And there was like moments where they kind of, I thought they were going that way with it. And then never really, they just kind of like never, never ever made him like seem to be competent and in charge or an idiot. It's like, it was, it kind of kept going back and forth. We're like, no, he's secretly, you know, a good dude. and knows what he's doing. And then the next episode, no, he's a buffoon. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'm like, pick a uh, a direction. <laughs> like we said, there is no kind of coherence over all, all the episodes. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a couple of times where it was, hey, we're going to do this the Air Force way. And, well, can we use a small bomb, a big bomb, a really, really big bomb? <laughs> like, you know, 
And you got all the scientists like, no bombs, you know? And it's like... But just a little bomb. <laughs> So, but but bombs always work, you know. Um, but yeah, for, like that first episode, they're uh, you know it's they're getting ready for their first like satellite, big satellite launch. This uh, and all the scientists are like, no, no, we we got to cancel it. And he's like, no, we're the senators are coming. This is going to happen today. And they didn't be like, oh yeah, cancel launch. No, you can't cancel launch. I'm the only one that can cancel. And like Malkovich is like, you know, when I hired you, and he's like. I hired you. I'm in charge. <laughs> and then at the end, he has like, he's like, well, come out to the, the launch pad and I'll let the scientists explain to you why this is a bad idea. And they got, they introduced, uh, Dr. Chan. And he's like, where are you from? Dr. Chan? He's like, Ohio. <laughs> he's like, what? You think I'm some kind of Chinese spy? And then he's like, all right, all right. How, how about, is there anyone here that thinks we should launch? And then like the idiot plumber guy comes out. I think we should launch. And they're like, all right. So all these doctors say we shouldn't. And you and uh, Eddie think it's a good idea. And then he's he, the other thing is like, what's that behind your back? And he's like, uh, it's an umbrella. What do you think? It's a samurai sword or something? Do you need to check it? And then he's like, nope, we're launching. Take, and then later on, like, they have a successful launch. And him and Malkovich are doing what you do. You drink cigars, you smoke, or drink whiskey, smoke cigars <laughs> on the general's front porch. He's like, all right, you're surrounded by... Like, you knew this rocket would work the whole time, but you know nothing of the science. How did you figure that out? And he's like, well, Dr. Chan. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, there was not a, there was like two tiny clouds in the sky and he had an umbrella. That man is going to play things far too safe. He's too like risk adverse. So you can't trust a man like that. That's going to be that cautious because to be successful, you've got to take risks. And that's like the smartest thing he said, like the entire yeah, the, friggin' series. But then the rest of the time, they just like kind of play him off as a buffoon half the time. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, you, you set him up as a, oh, he's not really a buffoon. He's, he knows what he's doing in the first episode. And they never really go back to that. They just kind of, <laughs> the rest of it, the rest of they kind of just make him look like a, like the very next episode, well, you know, they have him like, no, we're going to use a trained monkey to save this satellite. I'm not going to listen to what the scientist, uh, the scientist plan is to well, save I this Well, I think they, they gave him a little bit more of a redemption and, you know, leadership uh, opportunity, you know, when they did later on in the season, like episode eight or nine, when they're doing the, um, you know, capture the flag type, you know, simulation thing. You know, and it's like he finally, you know, gets a chance to sort of try to lead people in combat. Try to again. lead, and you know, yeah. that's the thing too. His character is like where he comes off as is he's so stressed out because he's a guy who was a fighter pilot, and he's like at one point he tells like the the helicopter, he's like, yeah, I've, I've flown every F series from the F fifteen to the. F-127, you know, the freaking stealth fighter. It's like, he's a guy who's used to combat He's and and, and leading men in battle, and no, now he's, he's got babysitting a, a bunch of scientists. Job. And it's like, just, the, <laughs> like, you know, I, I get how that can be, you know, hard on the... Uh, <laughs> I don't, therefore I feel like I need to go fly, um, you know, stealth fighter jet. That way I can truly experience it. <laughs> And that, and he's, he can't run things like he could run a 
military unit because he's surrounded by civilian scientists. You know, I mean, he has like the base security guys, but other than that, he's like, he's like, you know, a guy he's used to issuing orders and having things going as he says them. And you know, he's having to deal with a media manager and a bunch of civilian scientists. <laughs> so do you think we should hire fuck Tony as our media managers? Maybe we'll get some more listeners. We need, we need a, cause you know, Right now I'm doing the Instagram and I, I'm, I'm, I need somebody to write my tweets for me. <laughs> I, need, I need my fuck Tony to, to, uh, there's a bot for that, uh, to, uh, to make us more popular on the grams and whatnot. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we need to take like the cam model approach, you know, start buttons. a, a f- only f- uh, fans only page or whatever. Yeah. But, but <laughs> instead of like our underwear and stuff, cause nobody wants to buy that shit, but you know, maybe they can buy our, you know, smoke cigar butts and stuff. <laughs> Come to our website and look at fat ashes. <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a whole bait and switch. We, we go to some like you know hot chick smoking a gar. Yeah, come to our you know fans only page. Swipe up, and then you like log in and it's just us like. Smoking cigars, drinking whiskey. <laughs> like, hey guys, how's it going? Where's the hot chick? Oh no, we just hired her for that commercial. Now you're here with us. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? <laughs> y- y'all seen Space Force shit? <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> Alright. I can't talk about Space Force without talking about another sci-fi thing that kept coming up in my head, and I was trying to do a comparison to figure out which I felt was the worst film. <laughs> Fatal Future versus Space Force. I've seen both, and if I had a choice to watch sitting through Fatal Fury again or re-watching Space Force, I would rewatch Space Force. <laughs> Fatal Future, God damn Fatal Future! Like I like, you keep threatening to do an episode on that, and I'm like, no, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> I cannot, <laughs> with good conscience, like unless like I get really, really drunk. This <laughs> is the only way I'll be able to sit through that movie again. Maybe, maybe that's what we need to try to do, though. Is we do a out. drunk cast. We do like like because it's on Amazon Prime. We just we get get a bottle of whiskey, we get drunk as shit, and do like a. Uh, a uh, mystery science theater type episode where we watch the movie and commentate on it and be like, all right, everybody take this episode and key up this movie and watch along with us. <laughs> See if you agree. Maybe we need to do a live stream. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah. Facebook live stream of fatal fury and the drunk cast. I don't hate. I I don't want to watch that movie again. But I don't hate the idea of doing that for comedic value. <laughs> I mean, maybe we don't have to do Fatal Future. Maybe we find something else. But I mean, I I mean, hell, Dragon Con's coming up. It'll probably be on Dragon Con TV. We just gotta like turn on the microphone when it comes on DC TV again, and because <laughs> we will be drunk by then, probably. <laughs> we have Patrick snoring in the background. Yeah, there'll be too many room shenanigans. But, I mean, maybe that'll make it that much better. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be hard to live stream, though, from Khan, because... Uh, <laughs> the internet always sucks. I mean, it was better. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, 
But, I mean, the highlight episode, the freaking monkey episode, was probably like the the one where I'm like, alright, maybe they are going to get a little more slapsticky funny, where, you know, there's a success in launch of the satellite, and China is like the big, like, kind of villain of their... They're uh, yeah, always kind of a step ahead of us. So we launched our satellite. Oh, they have a bigger satellite and just sabotaged our satellite. And they're like, motherfuckers. <laughs> so they're trying to figure out how to save the satellite. Like, well, we got 10 hours. We can't send a manned mission up there to fix it. We don't want the ISS is too far away. Like, hey, what's this one like classified satellite here? Oh, that was a photo op. We wanted to, uh, you know, see if we could put guns and, you know, animals in space for like a... So we trained a monkey and a dog to do space stuff. Like, why is there guns? Like, oh, this is a deal with the president. Yeah, and so now whatever uh, weapons company can say they're the official rifle in space and <laughs> make a bunch of money. So it's like, you know, so the other scientists are like, well, we can do this whole like solar sail thing and basically use a laser to try to push the so- the the solar sails back to the station. And they're like, all right, we're going to work on that. And he's like, no, no. All right, y'all work on that. I'm, I'm, we're going to use the monkey. <laughs> They're still alive. <laughs> so he spends like all the trying to like get this, you know, I, I think before that, though, you got to say like for the, for the photo op thing of like the monkey throwing the dog treat and you know, the dog catching it, like, They're like, damn, this is cute. All right. We understand now. <laughs> like, fuck. They're like, like, I would have wanted to see more of that. <laughs> that, that is, they're like, well, you it's like there's there was no plan to bring them back. Oh no! Usually we just you know, yeah, tell them good job and you know they're they're just gonna stay up there. It's too expensive to bring them back. And he's like, what y'all y'all weren't gonna bring them back? <laughs> and then the fucking monkey's all pissed off. He's out of food. And they're like, hey, we'll do this. You know, if you fix this, we'll give you a banana. And he's like, I don't see any banana. I don't smell any banana. They're like it's frozen banana. We got you. it's a secret compartment you don't know about. Trust us, we got banana. <laughs> But that he, uh, you know, and it, it looks like it's going to work <laughs> until he tries to use the drill in space and it just fucking <laughs> spins him up and slings the, uh, <laughs> slings the, uh, the, the freaking satellite off and he's like, oh, now he's going to die. And he's like, we're going to get you a, you know, a, an award. You're going to be a hero. And, and then he's like, all right, let's see what this, we'll try it again. We got the dog. And they go back to the satellite, and you just see a tail floating in Like, what is that? Like, I'm pretty sure the monkey ate the dog. That motherfucker! (laughs) You're not getting an award now! Bad monkey! (laughs) Damn, he was a good boy. And then the freaking Chinese still are monkey. Yeah. Don't, Don't let the Chinese get a hold of your monkey. I wonder if they spanked it. I don't know. Fucking traitor. Damn traitorous monkey. Well, we hit the 30-minute mark. That's that's it for this episode <laughs> on Space Force. Oh. Uh, I see the other, like, highlight are the episodes where he has to have, like, meetings with the Joint Chiefs. That could have been... I mean, because 
the people playing that they played for the yeah the the bantering cheese. between you know everybody like I'd almost sit through like a whole episode of just just that like of the, the fucking generals all like talking shit to one another because they got like really good we talked about having a good cast yeah, but for this that's only because it's just like sitting around the cigar shop <laughs> yeah you got Jane Lynch uh, who you know forty year old virgin and a bunch of other stuff is you know chief uh, chief of naval operations you got Diedrich Bader is. Uh, Chief of Staff of the Army. You got Patrick Ward Burton as uh, the Commandant of the Marine Corps. So they got like these A-list like comedic actors, you know, to to be the Joint Chiefs, and it, like, and then you also got. Uh, I mean, that was the thing. Like that banter. That that almost felt natural. Like. It, like, I'm almost wondering if some of the scripts didn't leave, like, you know, oftentimes you take somebody that, you know, has a comedic background. Let that person loose and just, you know, come off the cuff. Yeah. Oftentimes I mean, just, is what I find, you know. Just let those guys improv and see what kind and, of weird and, shit and, they and come And I up. almost felt like a lot of what was happening there was a bit more improv, and it felt less forced and it did come off a lot funnier <laughs> and maybe that first episode with them and it's like you know uh, you know his his former uh boss uh the chief of the air force uh noah emmerich uh, who played general kirk grab aston <laughs> he's like no 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 the the you know freaking uh space still falls into the air force you know he he works for me and the navy people's like I don't know. There's no air in space, so technically, you know, it, you know the, the space force is something completely different. And he's like, "Oh yeah, well, there's definitely no water in space, so shut the fuck up." <laughs> and the marines like, "If there's no air and there's no water, why the hell are we here?" <laughs> That's like what we do. <laughs> and then the army guys like, "Hey, you know, air force uh, and the navy used to be part of the army. You know, I'd shove you both back in." So <laughs> just. <laughs> I mean, just like the just the banter of like the gen, the generals and and stuff, like that. That's probably one of the highlights. And you know, even when like and they have like they show up occasionally throughout the series. And those those like meetings of the generals are uh, are probably like the best uh, the best episodes. Even when later on they find China has beat us to the moon. They already have some kind of base there, and there so they've. You know, they wanted boots on the moon in 2024. Actually, the president tweeted he wanted boobs on the moon by 2024, but we're pretty sure that's a typo. So it kind of kicks things they have to to. Uh, I mean, jump on it quicker. Technically, there was both. <laughs> yeah, true enough. But when they find, like, the Chinese, like, uh, when they land on the moon, like, the Chinese, like, starts fucking with them. And they, like, they basically go to the Apollo 11 landing site and run over the American flags. So, like, we have to retaliate. And all the generals are like... Yeah, we could like you know, drop a bomb on them or you know some kind of nuclear weapon and all that you know all kind of joke it. And the Secretary of Defense, who's not like a military guy, and they're like, yeah, that's, we got to do one or one or all of those things. They're like, no, no, that would be a a war crime and violate the space treaty in at least three or five different ways. No, we probably shouldn't do that. He's like, no, no, like we absolutely should do. That. <laughs> like the general, the general's like, no, we were joking about bombing the shit out of China, man. You got. <laughs> Calm, <laughs> calm down. He's just some of the Air Force guy. He's like, yeah, you know, he just wants to take over Space Force again. He's like, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go there and make sure we, uh, 
we Eddie and Steve Carell's character trying to be like, all right, I have to retaliate, but I understand how going to war with China is a bad thing, and we shouldn't like kill everybody on the moon. What's a like yeah you know a uh, a uh, um, a retaliation that's on the level of the because basically it's like it's a prank you know <laughs> yeah I mean it's, it's kind of a dick move you trash the American flag but it's like all right so it's like so they even have like you know, fuck Tony has a uh, uh, a uh, focus group and they're like can we TP them <laughs> and it's like I can't wait waiting for like some kind of like you know you know prank like you it's like all right y'all need to dro- you know go over there and like steal their do like a panty raid on the on the chinese base or something yes yeah that was a good part go steal all their soy sauce pissing their gas tank <laughs> would that work guess it would work i don't know <laughs> but the whole time they're like you know when air force general shows up and arrests uh naird for uh because he sabotaged he was smart enough like all right take apart the guns because i don't trust the you know government not to like start a war so uh yeah yeah go ahead and just like yeah those guns we sent we yeah, go ahead and like sabotage you know use them for parts so like all right y'all take some wrenches and go over there and like you know sabotage their base <laughs> when they're dry, all driving over and you see the uh the freaking chinese in the in the razor come by and they're like they're all waving at them and they're like waving back and i'm like they're definitely going to go trash your base it's like i'm like i called that like right from the beginning <laughs> and they go and, like sabotage everything like yeah yeah we completely destroyed their base they're coming back and they see them again and they're like waving at each other again i'm like You've de- definitely like I I can call this this storyline like before they and they get there like oh the base is fucked <laughs> I'm like yep yeah. I mean I could have wrote that storyline I felt like we could have wrote a lot of these storylines unfortunately <laughs> hmm that was loud <laughs> did you drop your space wrench I did tried to sabotage the cigar nerd base. <laughs> That and like you know, especially in this cancel culture age, when they find out one of the one of the people on the the American uh, side had like a a criminal record, <laughs> they're like, they're like you know, he's like, what the fuck, Brad? He's like, I don't know how to do a background check. She's like, well, you just give the list to F Tony, and he checks these people out. And he's like, oh shit, I didn't do any of that. So he's like, I was like, all right, it's the time. If y'all have done anything wrong, to tell me about it. Who wants to go first? Uh, my grandpa's an Irish uh, terrorist, but he didn't kill anybody, right? He's like, oh yeah, he's one of those terrorists that don't kill people. <laughs> and the and the one like weird electrician lady, because like all the actual like contractors that they sent that they all chickened out beforehand, so they just kind of had to get some like rejects. And she's like, oh, has, and he's like, has anyone ever like forced a uh, an employee to watch them, you know, masturbate. And she's like, what do you mean by masturbate? And whatever you mean by that, I've definitely done it. <laughs> and she's like, he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I 
Yeah, I felt like the vetting process could have been better. <laughs> but then again, do you really just want to see like the same like scientists and stuff? Like, yeah, let's let's just send some average Joes up to the you know moon, see what happens. I mean, it was kind of what they did with uh, uh, and not Independence Day, uh, Armageddon. It's like. We can't teach uh, astronauts to be skilled craftsmen in the, but it's a lot easier to do, take skilled craftsmen and teach them how to like you know survive in space. <laughs> He's like, we just need them to install toilets and shit. You know, the astronauts can do the flying. We just need people that know how to do you know plumbing and electrical work. Makes sense. Well, I kind of feel like space plumbing and you know electrical is probably a bit different than you know. Here on, on Earth, but I might be wrong. Yeah, the toilet's got to have a little more suction, or you'll get poo floating. But another one of those episodes that felt like, you know, it could have been a stand-up. When they're testing the the various exoskeleton uh, designs that uh, the Air Force and the Army, or, or Air Force and the Space Force are trying to figure out which one's best, and they're going to have, like, a traditional war game. But, like, in space, any kind of hole in your spacesuit can kill you. So we're going to use BB guns and balloons. <laughs> and we're going to give you uh, medical shears. That's your that's your uh, close combat weapon. You can pop people's balloons. And he's like, but these exoskeletons are supposed to, like, walk you back to base if you're injured. <laughs> and the other teams, they're doing, like, fucking gymnastics and shit, and the other people's, like, suits are, like... Can, can barely move. And he's like, oh yeah, here's uh, uh, Dr. Mallory. He's, he's you know, f picking him out right now. And he puts him on speakerphone and he's like, have you chosen? Yeah, we're taking this. But basically, you know, all this, you know. The suits are designed to save themselves, not the, you know, <laughs> yeah. person wearing the suit. Yeah, so when they die, we're not going to lose that million dollars worth of equipment. It's going to walk them right back to base. <laughs> uh, and then teach them how to, uh, you know, use the the old BB guns like you know you gotta pump them like 15 times that was the most suspenseful build up cause I was like oh he's gonna over pump it but it never happens just wait for it to explode I mean, one guy like they're shooting each other in the ass and stuff and it's like the space force guys it's all like like they, they got I mean anybody that ever had one of those BB guns you know like there's always the, you know, pump three to five times, and it was like, no, nah, I'm going to need at least 12. <laughs> yeah, everyone who grew up in the, you know, having BB gun wars in the woods, they at least got one little BB scar. <laughs> Somebody over-pumped that shit. Uh, but yeah, that whole, uh, too, is like the the Air Force guys are all, like, elite soldiers, and, like, all the uh, the, the people he's got are either, like, really young or like really old out of shape dudes. And he even said, he's like, Hey, this is a new, like, this is the space force. Like, you know, having a, and they're like, Oh no, the, the science stuff is only counts like 30%. Like the, the actual combat is like, you know, worth a hundred points. That's the only thing that really matters in all this. Cause he's, he, but he's like, it's not fair. Like this is a new agency. All my recruits are either young kids fresh out of like school that are just joined up or, aging astronauts that are like at the end of their career <laughs> and like all the air force guys are like fucking like elite like you know survival 
badass looking dudes and like his guys are all you know comedically uh <laughs> not uh fit for duty except for your one nice kind of dumb guy that has no imagination who's like the the weird dude from Alabama <laughs> moose or whatever his freaking name was that kept keeps hitting on the general's uh uh daughter cuz he's just whatever dumb country right now she was right feeling now. it <laughs> yeah he's like He's like, yeah, you, know, you should have one of these. It'll put a smile on your on your puss. And she's like, what? He's like, oh, that's just a southern saying for your your face. She's like, really? Well, that's like a northern saying for your vagina. So you may not want to say, use that anymore. <laughs> oh, dialects. <laughs> and then you got the one who's kind of like the the episode where they have the. So we've talked about SpaceX and all that. You have the civilian uh, space uh, person come in, like, "Oh, we've developed this new rocket fuel," <laughs> and the whole like, "Well, how does it work?" It just works. See, look here. Here's regular uh, lighter fluid. Here's our jet fuel. Whoosh! You're like, and like the whole time never actually explains it. And then there's like the whole plot, like, you're like, "Oh no, this stuff doesn't really like do anything." It's like she's she's the anti Elon Musk. She's actually like a moron and just really good at. Yeah, marketing and whatnot. <laughs> so he's so uh you know when the fuck Tony like gives them a warning, he's like, "We've got to stop it." He's like, "How do you know?" Because like, because fuck Tony is the most like bullshit guy I know. So if he's calling bullshit on somebody, that's bullshit squared. <laughs> they switch out the fuel and like, all right, yeah, we we we. And she's like, "Oh god, this is gonna blow up," <laughs> and then it doesn't. And he's like, "Yeah, we uh we." Yeah, switch the mixture. Oh, like what percentage? Uh, zero percentage. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. And he's like, yeah, we won't tell anybody. Let you, uh, you know, claim that your shit's successful. Just yeah, you know, tell the president we don't need any more uh, private companies. We we got this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you won. <laughs> Send it to the Chinese or the Russians. Yeah, exactly. And then you got Yuri, who he wants to be called Bobby, who's the. Uh, Russian observer who's definitely a spy. <laughs> definitely not a spy. They vetted him. Yeah. No, I am just looking for breath mints. Oh, here they are. They're in my pocket. Why don't you call the president on your secret phone? How do you know about secret phone? I don't know about secret phone. You're the only one that said secret phone. <laughs> and he keeps, like, dating the daughter. He's like, hey, uh, we should get a puppy. Or like, what we should name it after? What's your, uh, your, your father's mother's maiden name? Like when's when's his birthday? It's like all this. It's like the bad shit. Like the internet uh, hackers try to get you to, uh, you know, your Facebook memes. Like, hey, what's your date of birth and your favorite color? <laughs> Trying to guess passwords. I mean, it's Enter like, your nine-digit secret social security number for like what? Yeah, it's like Yuri is the the human equivalent of the Facebook uh, uh, freaking phishing scam. <laughs> Speaking of, like, and the thing from episode, they eventually kind of explain it later on, but the whole musical scene in episode one where he just starts singing, like, you know, Kokomo, out of nowhere. <laughs> Dude, music is the greatest form of stress relief. Yeah, he finally explains that, like, six episodes in, that he, like, you know, 
somebody catches him singing where he's like on a, I think where he's on that date with that contractor. And he's like, yeah, I, I sing to relieve stress. But like, yeah, they don't explain that to you like halfway through the season. It's like, so that whole scene of him just like, give me five minutes. And he goes in his office and sings Kokomo. It's like, the fuck is this? Yeah, you know, just, just a way. But there was a few jokes they did a good job of like paying off. Like from episode one, he stops at this gas station on the way to the base, and the guy that hands like, "Hey, how's that launch going today?" He's like, "What launch?" Yeah, yeah, the launch space launch up at the secret base. He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> Big secret. If you tell me, you have to kill me. And he's like, "Ha ha!" And it cuts to him arriving at the base. Like, yeah, there's a guy in my trunk. Uh, lock him up until after the like the space launch. And then fast forward to like the final episode where his daughter finds out that him and his wife now have an open relationship because she's dating the guard from the prison. And since she's not coming home from like 40 years, she's like, you should, you know, find yourself, uh, you know, somebody. And he's dating the, one of the civilian construction workers. So she decides to be a rebel and she's hanging out in front of the gas station, bumming cigarettes. And there's a missing poster of the clerk that he kidnapped in episode one. (laughs) on the wall behind her. I'm like, all right, that's a good joke of paying off that, that freaking joke from like, Oh, I missed one. that little Easter egg. <laughs> that was like, Oh, that's funny. That's the, the freaking guy that uh, he arrested at the, at the beginning of it. Apparently he did not release him. <laughs> I don't know. I got, I got to get props though. Like, I mean, I get people flying around their, uh, their personal jets and whatnot, but I mean, dude just gets to travel in a, uh, military hel- helicopter everywhere he goes. Like I guess that's one of the perks. Like, yeah, you being a general and a and a pilot, you just like, I just, yeah, that's probably why there there occasionally there was things that I'm like, all right, this could probably be, could be bigger, but it's a Netflix show, so I'm I'm assuming they just didn't have that grand of a budget. But then again, I'm like, oh, they spent all the money on Steve Carell's helicopter because he's flying a helicopter in like every freaking episode, nearly. So it's like, yeah, that's for all the. <laughs> We can't really get good space effects because we spent all the money on uh, <laughs> on the private helicopter scenes. Ah, that's the way it happens in real life too. Uh, and like later on, she's like, "There's no, there's nobody to hang out with. I can't be cool in this town. I was cool in DC. You're not cool here unless you're like driving dirt bikes in the desert and doing meth." And then she gets like picked up by the meth heads, and that's pretty much what they're doing. They're living out trailers out in the desert, smoking meth, driving dirt bikes. It's like Vegas. <laughs> Except that would be tanks. And probably less meth. I would like to go to Vegas and drive tanks. I'm just saying. Hell yes. Fucking Battlefield Vegas. Or there's a place in Texas you can actually shoot tanks. That would be fun. Hell, there's a place here in like Blue Ridge you can drive a tank. Or yeah, it's like there's a also track. a train in Blue Ridge. We're going to go take it one day. Hey, it reopens in July. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, they keep advertising on Facebook. Like, we're reopening in July. Come take the train ride. I keep seeing a lot of shit get advertised. You know what happens? Get canceled. Yep. We thought we were going to do this in July. Turns out, um, not so much. At this point, I don't care. I'll do anything just to get out of the house. (laughs) Anything? Sounds dangerous. Yeah, we're going to start that uh, OnlyFans site. (laughs) We'll call up shirtless Mike. Get him to <laughs> do a live stream with us. That'll work. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so... As we kind of wrap... Uh, wrap 
well, before we kind of wrap things up, let's wrap up the series. The final episode. Everything comes to fruition. It's weird as shit. Yeah, they they go to the moon. They have a fight with the Chinese. I mean, his, it's like prison break all over again. Yeah, his daughter uh, gets kidnapped by meth heads, and he he gets arrested. I mean, technically, for... does she get kidnapped? I mean, she gets driven to a remote location, but like they're all doing meth. Like nobody's actively fucking with her at the time. Like <laughs> not until nobody... she steals their bicycle well, and tries to leave. Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> like that bitch stole you my bicycle. You stole my bike. I'm coming after your ass too. Like. <laughs> but I thought it was funny. She, she's like, because he has a whole conversation with her, like, no, like, you know, I'm here for you no matter what. And she's like, you're rebels and gets accidentally in the desert with the meth heads and tries to call and, like, daddy, I need your help. It's like, sorry, honey, I got arrested. I can't come. So then she calls the, uh, the hillbilly, uh, a security guy that she's kind of been, like, flirting with. And he, he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I got arrested too. I'm, I'm with your dad. <laughs> Actually, sitting next to your dad. Yeah. <laughs> we both got arrested. <laughs> But he, he breaks out and goes and gets his helicopter and goes... F- and she even calls her mom. So after he rescues her in the helicopter, the mom is, like, busted out of prison with his with her girlfriend. And then he gets a phone call from Brad. He's like, yeah, there's some bad shit going down on the moon. Uh, the the astronauts are basically fucked. So uh, could you come back and help us? But if you come back, you're probably going to get arrested for treason. So, yeah, it's up to you, man. And that's just kind of how it ends. It's like... Okay, we still don't know why mom's in prison, but... She's like, out with Louise. They, they gave us a cliffhanger. Um, I guess that's what you, you do when you end a, end a season of a series, but... Yeah, it, uh... I said, it's one of those, it's like, it was entertaining, but I can't say it's, like, the greatest show in the world. It was not the greatest show in the world. It was just a tribute. As the uh, skies open up, and we're going to need to start building the ark soon, if you can hear that uh, <laughs> torrential downpour in the background. Oh, they hear it. Definitely. <laughs> I definitely hear it. Uh, I'm like, man, this is kind of annoying. So we've spent a lot of time talking about what we uh, disliked about it, but do you have any kind of highlights of <laughs> something you enjoyed by sitting through these uh, ten episodes? The monkey throwing the treat was cute. Um, he ate the dog. Son of a bitch. We need fuck Tony as our social media manager. And um, yeah, Brad got told to fuck you a lot, but he never <laughs> actually got fucked. So that was a little bit disappointing. <laughs> but oh, I I did like when uh when they're protesting the the Air Force takeover and uh uh. Dr. Mallory's gonna go set himself on fire. <laughs> and he's like, Can you give me a lighter or something like that? And he's like, No, eh, never mind. This I got my point across. No, I'm not. <laughs> Chicken's out at the last minute. <laughs> like, I thought the other dude was, like, gonna go over there and set himself on fire accidentally or something. Like, yeah. I anticipated more out of that that never happened, so. That was good misdirection. Yeah, it was, it was like a big setup for kind of a joke that never paid off. He's just kind of like, No, no, I'm, uh. I, uh. I think I have my point across. I don't have to actually set myself on fire. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were definitely going to come up with some kind of like, you know, broadcast something to the uh, social media and, and cause like an uproar. And then they just like, nope, we're going we're gonna to back off this plan and not pay this joke off at all. 
So uh, as we kind of close things out, any uh, what are you thinking of this syndicato that probably about halfway through at this point? Um, it's a good smoke, a lot of flavor, not a lot of strength. Um, notes of uh, molasses and um, maybe a little uh, cocoa there. Um, but great flavor, good complexity. Um, so if you like a nice medium smoke with a good bit of flavor, I would definitely send this one your way. Yeah, it's definitely got like a got like a smokiness to it, uh, and a bit of cedar too. Yeah, that that kind of woody smokiness. It's like you say, it's not a lot of good flavor and nuances to it. Not like a powerhouse smoke, but this is definitely a good. Uh, you could have a couple of these in a session without, like, you know, killing your taste buds. And the price point on to them is like nine something, so it's not a break your bank cigar. So it's it's definitely one in that kind of everyday smoke uh, price range. Uh, which is it's it's not like I said I've not had a syndicato that I haven't liked yet, I and mean, they're not ones that have kind of made it into my everyday repertoire, but. When I have one, I, you know, they are enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah, so, and also, you know, hey, go Instagram, Instagram, uh, freaking iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Leave us a rating. Give us a five star. Give us a five star and tell us to fuck off. I don't care which, but go leave us a good rating. Gets uh you know the word out more li- listeners more people enjoying our you know random ramblings and hey we watch shows so you don't have to <laughs> which I mean it's still like if you look at the Netflix trending it's like number three or five I mean it's in the top ten of what's trending on Netflix right now so it's somebody likes it. Well, I mean, I think a lot of people are checking it out. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those that's sort of hard to define, you know? I mean, it's just... I guess, in a a sense, it's a comedy, but it's just so dry and procedural at times that, you know, the comedy just isn't there for me, but... Well, like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of The Office, but if you like The Office, it's kind of in that vein somewhat. So, you know, try it. You may like it more than we did. Uh, It was one of those, it's like, I I was like, I can't say I love it, but then I can't say I hate it either. It was one of those, I don't know if I hate this yet or not. I mean, it had enough stuff to kind of keep me intrigued at times, but yeah, it's not without its problems, and maybe they'll... uh, improve if this gets a second season because so far they've not you know with kind of productions and stuff being shut down for covid and whatnot they've not they've yet to green light and say yeah we're doing a another season of this but at this point i kind of kind of want a second season just to see how this shit wraps up (laughs) maybe they will finally find out why uh maggie was in prison (laughs) there's enough shit they didn't explain in season one that i'm like God damn it, now I kind of have to see a season two because I want to see how this shit ends. Uh, but with that, we're going to, you know, hopefully not drown in this flood and be back with another segment. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. 
zero hour, nine a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space on such a timeless flight. Yes, science. And we're back. It's good to be black on the moon. <laughs> yes. Uh, watch Space Force. You'll get that joke. Ah, so. Do you cuss a lot, Brad? Only like a pirate. Well, apparently, saying fuck is actually good for you. It can improve your pain tolerance. I mean that I'm pretty sure that's why I do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know, every time I whack, you know, whack something, pull something, I'm always like, "Fuck." Well, a uh, new study published in Frontiers in Psychology uh, about the benefits of swearing uh, has actually found that it does improve uh, your pain tolerance. Uh, uh, Doctor Richard Stevens of Keeley University. Uh, Basically, doing has been doing some studies on, you know, pain tolerance, and basically the the way the experiment goes, they have people stick their hands in, you know, ice cold five degree water and see how long they can stand, you know, that pain before they they back out, and they've found you know that people who that uh, you know cussing actually allowed people to you know, tolerate the uh, discomfort longer. But it seems to be a law of diminishing returns, though. It seems yeah, to be they... more effective for the, you know, yeah, people who have less of a pirate-like dialect. <laughs> they said, well, it, you know, has, it, you know, has benefits, you know, uh, for, for everyone if you are, you know, use foul language uh, more fluently like we do. It seemed to have less of a uh, analgesic uh, effect. Uh, they said even like obscene gestures, like giving something the finger, had the same you know kind of you know beneficial effect. Probably why I trip over something, I, I cuss, and then I turn around and give that inanimate job the finger. It's there's some science now that says like this actually works. And to kind of further study to, to see if it was to find out if certain words were more effective than others kind of like the next generation of the study as they had people used four different that they you know out of 92 participants went through this study and they you know one group said fuck and then they also had uh a non curse word like something like table and then they came up with two fake like nonsensical words kind of like a Kind of like frack. Uh, the ones they used was Fouch and Twizpipe, <laughs> which I kind of like that. I think I'm going to start using that now. And they found out that, you know, so the people that said fuck, there was a 32% 
you know, re- increase in how long they could stand the discomfort where the fake cuss words and the 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 non cuss word like had no effect uh, whatsoever. So, you know, if someone says you cuss uh, too much, you just tell them like, hey, I'm just you know treating my pain. <laughs> Good form of pain management. Yeah. So, yeah, you can say fuck now. It's scientifically proven to to help you out. Uh, also, you know, I was trying to assemble a gun, uh, a, a new AR, and without any kind of uh, vice blocker. And then I was like, man, I wish I had three hands. Is that how you lost it in that tragic boating accident? Yes. Okay. Yeah, if I'd had three hands, I would not have lost it in that uh, boating accident. Well, now there's the you know uh, there's some experiments on uh, having a third hand. Uh, a company out of uh, a kind of a, a a group effort between a company called XO or X One Tick, X Own Tick, however you pronounce it, and the Université der Schrebrock, which is French Canadian. So I don't even know if I'm beginning to uh, uh, to pronounce that right. Uh, basically, have been experimenting with kind of a kind of a proof of concept uh, of adding a robotic arm that can do stuff as gently as picking fruit, but could also punch through walls. <laughs> I mean, what are these walls made out of? Paper? No, it's like straight up sheetrock walls. So if you want to go full Kyle and don't want to damage your hand when you're drinking Monster and punching walls, you can punch it with your robot hand. Hmm. Okay. And so, you know, we're, we're kind of getting close to becoming a real-life uh, Doc Ock. And they said said this, you know, there was kind of, uh, you know, the study published in IEEE Robotics and Automation Letters. Uh, you know, the, the robotic arm had to be lightweight to avoid overburnering the user. So it's actually only weighs about as much as like a regular human arm. So it didn't really off balance the participants as, as much. And it can carry up to kind of 11 pounds, which is a basically, you know, your manual industrial tools, stuff like that. So it, you know, if you're ever working on something and you're like, man, I wish I had an extra hand. It's, it's coming. I mean, so far it's not, uh, fully, uh, cause right now it has to be controlled by, has to have a separate battery pack and is also not fully auto, you know, automated yet. You know, it has to be controlled by someone who's controlling the arm with like a remote control, but this is kind of just the, proof of concept uh, uh, so far to see if there's something that could be beneficial once the you know technology catches up where they can you know it's not required to be plugged into something and also could you know operate without a you know second person there having to control it <laughs> get get it fully like you know yeah you, you definitely AI. don't want that because anybody that's ever had a hold of flashlight or anything else everything's always in the wrong place <laughs> And they said it kind of, they kind of got the idea from this, you know, talking about art imitating life. There was a fake uh, commercial where a guy was like dancing and had a robot arm holding his beer and wasn't spilling anything because it was like moving independently while he was like dancing his ass off. But they're like, they're like, that's kind of the concept that they want to get to eventually where this thing can, you know, anticipate and, you know, compensate for unpredictable human movement and still be, you know, helpful to, to improve, uh, people's lives and, and, you know, help them work smarter, not harder, I guess. 
Yay, robots. Yeah, for robots. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't always say this is going to be Skynet and kill us all. Yeah, I'm down for a third hand. Sometimes you need a third hand. Yeah. Redefines so. the whole meaning of a stranger. And moving on. <laughs> moving on. Remember that episode of uh, 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 freaking Big Bang Theory where Wallowith gets his ducks, dick stuck in the robot arm? Yeah. That's just what kind of flashed in my head. Oh. And uh, if you've uh, ever wanted to hunt for buried treasure, unfortunately... The buried treasure has been found. Or at least this particular buried treasure. Yes, there was a uh, writer who came up with a a plan. He uh, basically was a kind of a collector of antiquities and whatnot and hid $2 million in gold and jewels somewhere in the Rocky Mountains over a decade ago. He buried the treasure back in 2010 and... Uh, uh, the writer is named uh, Forrest Finn and basically released a poem in one of his books that was supposed to be the clue to the location of this hidden uh, treasure chest. And people have been searching for this, you know, for the last 10 years. Well, Finn has come out <coughs> and announced that he has confirmed that someone has found his gold finally. The person who found it did not want to. Did not want his name publicized, wanted to keep it, you know, down low because hell, when you get two million dollars, you, you find out you have a whole lot of relatives that you didn't know you had. So he's kind of, you know, honoring the wishes of the, the winner not to release his name, but he says he has confirmed that you can stop looking. It has been found. Uh yeah, apparently there's been like five people that have died looking for this chest over the years, and there's been a lot of people arrested for trespassing and damaging stuff in like national forests and uh, whatnot. So, I mean, so much for though that uh, like there was, I think sheriffs in Arizona and stuff that was trying to get them to like move or, you know, dig up the thing because of, you know, the danger they said it is his game post, uh, uh, but he, he refused. And here, 10 years later, someone finally figured it out. Kind of remind it's like a real life version of, uh, Ready Player One. I mean, this is like <laughs> the Easter egg in real life. Yes. With like a, a cryptic poem and yeah, trying to solve uh, the mystery and, and get get some of that gold. Why didn't I know about this till after it was found? I know we could we we probably could have solved that shit. We're smart. Some days, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I could have used some ten million in gold. Well, uh, we we talked about space force and how you think this kind of mirrors the stupidity and <laughs> a little too close to our you know, own government stuff. Well, apparently, uh, the government may have some some problems with uh, the Netflix series because they never bothered to copyright and trademark the space force name and logos. So now Netflix has the trademark <laughs> on Space Force and the Space Force logos. So fuck uh, Tony. <laughs> so now you know uh, if the government wants to sell some Space Force merchandise down the road, like you know your, your NASA T-shirts and whatnot you buy, they may have uh, some trouble uh, competing with Netflix because uh, apparently, while the I guess they have a copyright in in progress here in the U S 
they never bothered to also copyright it outside the U.S. So now the rest of the world, Netflix owns the copyrights to <laughs> Space Force and its attached logos, which already, when it came out, was just a little bit too close to the Starfleet logo. So, you know, you know so far Gene Roddenberry has not sued uh, the government for infringing on his uh, design, but... Now they're gonna have to deal with Roddenberry and Netflix. <laughs> it's, it's like I said, the government. Uh, it's one of those things. Like if, if this wasn't real life, you would assume it's fiction. <laughs> it's just so so freaking weird. So yeah, my- I don't know. I I kind of feel like you know. Now the government's got on Netflix. It's going to be Gubflix. <laughs> I mean, so much point that when you're doing research for this article, like you Google Space Force, it's like you can't tell which... Uh, most of the links are for the TV show and not the actual government agency. <laughs> so Netflix has got way better SEO optimization than uh, than the government has at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, they hired a guy by the name of Fuck Tony. So, I mean, there you go. Exactly. And all, you should always have a fuck Tony. It, it makes things so much easier. <laughs> Does it, though? Uh, maybe. Probably not. But with that, we'll be right back. The Hitchhiker's Guide to Podcasting has this to say about the weekly Earth Station One podcast. Mildly entertaining. Not nearly as exciting as the popping of bubble wrap, but slightly better than listening to Vogon poetry. Be mildly entertained by Mike and Mike as they tackle an assortment of geeky topics each week. Check out the Earth Station One podcast and let your inner geek out to play. And now it's time for all things nerdy in Nerd News. And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. In this rendition of news... Folks, we need you to face the music. <laughs> and just remember... Is it metal? Be excellent to each other. And uh, party on, dudes. And party on, dudes. Um, if you didn't get any of those references, then this probably is not the segment for you. But um, we're going to talk about a new trailer that we got for Bill and Ted 3. Face the music. Which, i got to say, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I mean, that was... I mean... It's been so long since Bill and Ted, and that, how long is that? I mean, I, I love a good rock and roll film, and, you know, you can't have a little rock and roll without Bill and Ted. I mean, from the uh, from the trailer, we get to see them, they reunite with death. It's like they're getting the band back together. Didn't see Station, though. Like, you, I mean, you gotta have Station and Robot Bill and Ted But at in the there same somewhere. time, like, it's just a trailer... So, I mean, maybe we didn't get to see the full scope. Yeah, it's kind of our first uh, teaser trailer. And also, it's the... uh, While it didn't give a release date, it did say summer 2020. So, it's kind of the the first signs of theaters maybe reopening. I mean, as of right now, it's set to hit August 21st, 2020. But, I mean, I, I gotta say, dude, if you're a theater owner with all the delays and everything else and the the uncertainties, like, you know, it, hey, the state's decided it's gonna open up. Great. You know what we don't have? New blockbuster releases. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Well, I mean, we got to, you know, the Marvel stuff. There's a bunch of that's supposedly ready to go that should have already came out, so that but they've been pushed back. So if shit reopens, maybe we can actually start getting getting shit released so we can actually talk about something new. <laughs> so um, an interesting concept. So, you know, Bill and Ted, we, we told you to do something that would unite the world, and, you know, so far you have not done that thing. So um, the the premise here is let's go to the future, steal the thing from ourselves, and bring it back. So is it stealing if you're stealing from yourself from the future? <laughs> hmm. No? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> because if you take the thing from the future and apply it to an event in the fa- past, like, damn it, Barry, you fucked up the timeline. God damn it, Because Barry. the future thing has already happened previously, so, you know, maybe that's not the thing that helps anymore. I don't know, you know? It, an interesting paradigm um, of paradoxals. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, as of right now, August 21st, 2020, you can check out Bill and Ted for yourself. Or we'll be here to let you know if this too is delayed. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess speaking of delays, um, let's just bring folks up to speed a little bit on some of the... Uh, the upcoming films. Um, Matrix 4 release date has been bumped to 2022. I mean, they just skipped 2021 altogether, and they said, hey, for the next two years, things are fucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, that well, are Everything they, that was supposed to come out this year is coming out next year. That so. or they realized that, hey, we can buy some time to actually maybe give the fans what they want and expect out of a Matrix 4. I don't know. So, um... Which, again, again, I didn't really like Matrix 2 and 3, so... <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, is, you know, maybe they realize that, hey, we've got an opportunity here to do something much bigger. Um, in addition to that, Godzilla vs. King Kong is losing its release date to be placed that was originally meant for Matrix 4. <laughs> so we're just going to flip-flop those. Because I think originally Godzilla and King Kong was scheduled for... May 21st, 2020, um, you know, we'll see. Now it looks like it's going to be November 20th, 2020. Hey, at least, uh... So, you know, depending on how the elections go and everything, um, you know, if you want to see a battle of epic proportions, pay no attention to American politics. Focus your attention to the true kings. Kaiju. Um, basically, um, Wonder Woman 1984, um, has been postponed. Tom and Jerry is now postponed until March 5th of next year. Fuck, I didn't know that was a thing. (laughs) Yeah, and, um, uh, Ronald Dahl's Witches, uh, basically was slated for October 9th. Didn't it's, that Scooby Doo movie get like direct to video? I think it's like uh, kind of like the uh, the that uh, we we're talking about the premium streaming stuff where you can order it on Amazon or whatnot. I think it was another one that they just said ah, we're just going to go ahead and put it straight on online to watch. Maybe so. Which I've heard nothing about, so I don't know if it was good or not. 
Yeah, I don't know. I hadn't seen anything on it. Um, mainly because I haven't gone out of my way to look for it. Which, I've always been a Scooby-Doo fan, so why would I not look for that? <laughs> Maybe you should go home and look for that. <laughs> Maybe I'll go home and look for that. We need another topic for next week. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, a break from this norm is No Time to Die has its release actually moved forward. Woohoo! So we're going to get James Bond um, nearly a full week earlier than we were originally expected. Um, looks like it is also shooting for November 20th. So apparently November 20th is now going to be the new summer blockbuster uh, in, in, in the times of COVID. Yeah, it's like our, our summer podcasting schedule has gone to shit, but we're going to have a bomb fall. <laughs> we have a so, lot of shit to talk about in the fall. Yeah, so I mean, uh, it looks like it's going to try to take a direct um, head-to-head with Godzilla vs. Kong. Hmm, two pretty big franchises. Who comes out on top? Early predictions? Bond. James Bond. Yeah, I don't know. You know, seeing Godzilla and Kong on on the screen, I mean... Because the... That's thing I have... I mean, I feel like the same people that are going to see Bond would probably be the same folks that would, you know, go and see a, <laughs> yeah, a kaiju Definitely film. see where... But so... That's thing I've yet... Wouldn't I still it be crazy to see, that to last, see them uh, just, you know, break neck and neck? Yeah, because I've, I've watched both the Godzilla movies, but I never did see that new Kong movie. I need to... I still need to watch that. I missed it when it was in theaters. I've caught it's one of those I've caught like bits and pieces of when it's on, been on TV at the cigar shop. But yeah, I, I really need to sit down and watch that uh, that full Kong Skull Island movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the film. Um, I don't know for some reason you know some of the older classic Kongs just have a, a special place. But all in all, it wasn't a terrible movie in my opinion. Not that people give a shit about my opinion, but moving right along. Um, hey, it's got a big monkey in Samuel Jackson. Where can you go wrong? Yeah, absolutely. I'm tired of these giant apes on this motherfucking plane. Well, how about Deadites? You like Deadites? Damn right I like Deadites. You like Bruce Campbell? Hell yeah. Okay, well apparently uh, Bruce Campbell um, stated that uh, the Evil Dead series is about to rise again with a new movie. Fuck yeah. Yep. Which I still need to finish. I know, I know Netflix finally put season three of Ash vs. Evil Dead up. And I watched the first couple episodes then just got sidetracked and hadn't had a chance to finish season three. But that Ash vs. Evil Dead TV show was was pretty good. So I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see... Yeah, I don't know what... I've not heard anything about the movie or whether or not it's going to kind of be a continuation of the show and have the people from the show or if this is going to be more closer to the original trilogy of movies. Yes, but, there's uh, no details. Basically, the only thing we know is it's uh, called Evil Dead Now. and Because um, at one point they were talking about doing a movie where it combined the, the, the reboot and Ash's you know, version of Evil Dead. Because you know, at the end of the movie, you know, he shows up, pops up and says, Groovy. And you know the car from the original Evil Dead was at the the cabin that the people in the Evil Dead reboot at. So there's been rumors that like this takes place in the Evil Dead universe. It just happens at a different time, and this there's somehow going to all be related at some point. So I don't know if that's still the original plan, but at one point that was one way they were going to go. And, and before they decided to do the TV show, 
So I don't know if they're going back to that plan or not. I guess time will tell. Yep, absolutely. Because that um, reboot was not bad. It was actually a pretty good freaking horror movie. Did you see the Jay and Silent Bob reboot? I did. <laughs> they did a reboot. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, the uh, only thing we know is that, you know, basically, uh, Bruce Campbell said, we're going to get that sucker out as soon as practical. Whatever that Fuck means. Yeah. Whatever that means. Um, moving on, some video game news. Uh, apparently the PS5 was announced and, you know, kind of previewed a little bit. Yeah. You mean the uh, the Wi-Fi router? <laughs> That's been the joke, is like the Xbox, uh, the new Xbox looks like a mini fridge and the PS5 looks like a Wi-Fi hub. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that it does. Um, but again, it's like I haven't gamed in so long because where I'm living, my internet sucks. But now that I'm getting a upgraded internet, I'm like, maybe it's time to venture back out there and maybe wait to get your internet and see how upgraded it really is. <laughs> it's like, hey, I have a better connection, but it's still slow as shit. Because that's the problem. So many fucking games now are like there's there's like a required online component it's like i just want to play offline but even with the offline games i throw something in like oh there's like three hours of updates i'm like yeah i guess i'll come back tomorrow and play this game <laughs> yep nah. i've heard the the they did a preview of like the new spider-man i think uh, as well at that press and that looked pretty badass which i still haven't played the the last spider-man game i hadn't either as you know positive of reviews and everything else like i don't know what happened i really want to play the new mortal kombat but haven't had a chance to to pick that up yet either mortal wombat i mean combat um but yeah i mean basically this thing's going to um you know sport a uh ssd i guess i don't know i've always upgraded hard drives and my gaming consoles anyway so i've been using ssds for a while Got a big mop breathing heavy over in the corner here <laughs> yeah we, we we have ourselves a uh cigar nerds lassie joining us as a as a guest <laughs> um you know adaptive triggers 3d audio um and a whole new generation of PlayStation games, which will probably be the same successful games that PlayStation has been doing. Yeah, because right now my, my PS4 is just kind of where Netflix lives, so it may be time to get back in the gaming. Yep, absolutely. Um, any other tidbits, news, anything you want to share with the listeners at home or in their cars or wherever they may uh, be? Well, with that, I mean, the only other thing I saw that's... It's so, I rarely get political, but... HBO has started their own Netflix-type streaming service, HBO Max, and they're bringing back the Looney Tunes, but they're like, we're not going to have Elmer Fudd or Yosemite Sam have guns. Yeah, like, I saw a funny one where they it's took... It's a freaking a... cartoon, people. Get over it. Plus, he's a hunter. Like, what are you going to... Like, what's he going to do? Like, you know, He's going to have use... a spear. He's going to use jujitsu. He's going to he's going to jujitsu freaking uh, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> well, what it's I, just dumb. I I saw a um, an illustration earlier that made me laugh. It basically showed you know they took his rifle, but he had a pistol strapped to his ankle. <laughs> yeah, and he was going shh and had like an ankle holster. <laughs> then I've seen a bunch of memes of the you know he's like somebody gave him a freaking M4 and he's like as as got to upgrade. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's just 
fucking ridiculous. Uh, but with that, check us out on the ESO Network at esonetwork.com. We're on our website, cigarnerdpodcast.com. We're on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter, at Cigar Nerd Pod. Go leave us a review at wherever you listen to podcasts. Get some Strike Force at strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. And also hit up Real Men Smoke Cigars to get you know some cool smoking shirts. You can get some Cigar Nerd shirts or you can get a whole bunch of other nerdy uh, cigar shirts. And with that, remember, boobs on the moon by 2024. But that may be a typo. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.